0: Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast presented by the Union Tribune. I'm Kevin Acey, the Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune. Jay Posner, sports editor for the Union Tribune. He's in San Diego where the Padres are from, and I'm in Washington. I'm at Nationals Park, uh, sitting out actually in the stands uh, right now. What? I don't know. Six hours before game time, Padres begin a three-game series against the Washington Nationals. They're struggling a little bit. They haven't played a lot lately uh, with rain here in the D.C. area. Beautiful, almost cloudless day-to-day. The Padres, I thought for sure, Jay that I'd be coming up with things to write this uh, past four days in Pittsburgh. Rain, in the forecast, it barely rained and they played all four games and they won three of them.
1: Kevin, I would ask you how the weather forecast is for Washington this week, but as we found out last week, it (laughs) makes absolutely no difference because these people have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, They were talking on TV yesterday that it did rain, I guess, a couple times in Pittsburgh earlier in the days while you were there, but there wasn't even a single delay while not uh, a single the games were going on, and uh, as you said, the weekend turned out quite well for the Padres. Um, three straight wins, I believe it's six out of eight, and yes. ten and eight in May, and yes. But please, and I think I saw this somewhere. <laughs> I actually saw someone use the c word, oh. and I hope this wasn't you. Oh. Where oh. where they were talking about? Well, the Padres are in contention. Oh no no no, 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 no. We're not no no we're no, not no, no, go, no we're not gonna go there. The Padres are not in contention. They are not gonna be in contention. But I do think obviously Padre fans should take heart in when the team plays well. And I wouldn't say yesterday's game they played all that well for all of it, but they played well enough and they, they got some some help from the Pirates shortstop in the ninth inning and, and they got a lot of clutch hits, which we haven't always seen. Uh, Look, you know, throughout the season and they got three wins.
0: They got a couple games like that where you would say there were times where that didn't play very well. And yet they did things that they hadn't done before. And I would say chief among those putting the ball in play. Uh, And I was laughing before because I knew where you were going just (laughs) by the tone of your voice, Jay, about the whole contention thing. What I did mention is that they have gained five games in the standings in the past 10 days. Now, Yes. They are over 500 in that time, but the rest of the NL West uh, save for the Rockies has come back to them. Um, so
1: actually they've but- all, I'm, I'm looking at the standings in the in the paper today and you know how we list the last 10 games and the Padres actually have the best record in the division over the last 10 games at six and mm-hmm. four. The mm-hmm. Giants are five and five and the Rockies and Dodgers, both four and six, and of course Arizona's in a tailspin right now at, at one and nine. So this division, which you know was so good last year and, and we thought was going to be probably about as good this year, uh, right now is just like one step ahead of the AL Central, uh, which, which has a sub-500 team in first place. Hey, that's how
0: the Chargers made the playoffs all those years. So, <laughs> hey, uh, no. is it going to stay like this uh, for any of these five teams? Probably not. Um, the Dodgers actually just came out of here with a sweep, if I'm not mistaken.
1: That is correct. And and now the Padres get the Nationals. They they will not see Max Scherzer. They will not see nope. Steven Strasburg. Uh, they will see Gio Gonzalez, though, who is who is quite good. And they will see Jeremy Hellickson. <laughs> Who looked, took a perfect who, game? Who looked like a combination of Scherzer and Strasburg <laughs> and everybody else we've ever seen uh, against the Padres uh, uh, tomorrow's game. So it's so certainly, what'll be good
0: is to measure Do they, because honestly, Jeremy Hellickson did look like that was almost like the low point for what six some innings where you're like this guy they're swinging and missing against. Right, so this will right. be a good measuring stick.
1: And they did not strike out all that much nope. yesterday, correct? Uh, nope.
0: Uh, seven times. Seven times. I actually was uh, prompted. I think you've uh, gotten already how into stats I am, part of why I love baseball. Um, I actually was prompted to see if, you know, over a certain amount of games, this was their fewest strikeouts. And it wasn't. They early, early, early in the season, they weren't striking out a lot. And then, of course, they became the best at striking out. Uh, and they're better. They're much better lately. Uh Jay Robbie Erlin starts tonight. This could be a bullpenning game, is what it could be, because uh, Brian Mitchell hasn't pitched in almost a week. Um, Robbie Erlin went three innings last time, uh, gave up six runs against the Dodgers uh, back in the middle of April. Um, so for Robbie Erlin has been spectacular out of the bullpen. So where am I going with this? You know what, Brian Mitchell, Robbie Erlin, these guys could learn from Jordan Lyles, who just took this bullpen mentality. And he's throwing, you know, five to seven innings, pretty darn good in his three starts.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I, I thought yesterday until the ninth inning we would talk today <laughs> about Jordan Lyles and and you know Andy Green has a lot of faith in him, and and you sure could does. argue that in a couple games maybe a little too much faith. But look, it all it, it worked out, and and Lyles has pitched very well. He's been impressive uh, in these, in these starts. And again, you you don't want to read too much into three games, but when a guy pitches well for a period of time and shows that he does have that ability, then it's something to keep an eye on. And we'll see how, you know, maybe he's a surprise guy. I mean, they do, they do looking at their system, they do need right-handed starters probably, uh, are not as highly regarded in their system outside of a Cal Quantrill. As much as struggling, right? As much as some of the uh, as some of the lefties that they uh, that they have drafted through the years. So, uh, if you know, if you find a guy like Jordan Lyles and he can give you innings over a few over a couple years, and and obviously Clayton Richard has has found something as you wrote the other day about with his arm slot and everything. So they're getting good pitching. Tyson Ross um, continues to to pitch well. So yeah, it's 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 something where there's reason. For people to, you know, to turn on the game and not like close their eyes and go, oh no, what am I <laughs> going to see today? Because there are some promising aspects to uh, to what we've seen, especially, like I said, especially on the mound.
0: Yeah, it, and that's. We're going to see, well, and a we'll whole see whether it holds like... up.
1: To get to your point, we'll see what happens with a game with Erland and Mitchell. Now, will Will Andy Green do the Kevin Cash thing here and <laughs> and get to a point where you know we we see Kirby Yates starting uh, like four games in a row? I can't wait to see what what the Rays do next, but uh, well, it doesn't. Seem, it seems like Andy day. wants to do a little bit more than that, and I think he would love to see Robbie Erland give him four or five innings tonight.
0: I was talking or I asked him about that just in, in you know, response to the Rays thing. And, and I had done the research. And, yes, the bullpen. And we know where the game has gone there. And, and it, wow, after the sixth inning, if you don't get some runs, you're going to be facing these guys throwing 98. And, uh, you know, bullpen's more important than ever. You know that virtually every winning team, has like fifteen to thirty quality starts. It's still about how deep your starters go in a game. Your bullpen cannot do that unless, I guess, if the Rays start. Uh, what is uh, Kevin Cash, their manager, is starting about uh, talking about now changing their system possibly so that guys would actually be trained to do that. I guess that's a, that a possibility. But I hope Kevin Cash is need... their
1: manager. I'm throwing this out there like I know, but I, <laughs> I think that I think that that's right.
0: Yeah, but so but who, yeah, so I believe it's Kevin Cash because I think I remember Kevin, and then Cash—that's cool name. So I think that's who you know. <laughs> not that they played the Rays in a while. What I'm saying is, it would take quite a few years to do what uh, he is, you know, in the infant stages of doing. And he still—it's still about. I know the quality start is a you know a bogus stat, um, certainly one that Pedro Martinez and Randy Johnson would scoff at. That was a bad outing for them, but in this day and age, I don't know. It, it still is about. Uh, Doing what Clayton Richard and Tyson Ross have been doing for the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, I don't think most managers in today's game would be too upset with getting a quality <laughs> start of you know six innings three, and three runs. I mean, I, I think right. you know most guys would take that right now, and I I, I think for sure Andy Greenwood um, with just about all of his guys, and <sighs> and he's been able to squeeze an extra inning or two out of a couple. Uh, you know, Ross and Richard have shown they can m- maybe save the bullpen a little bit. Um, but it still seems like, you know, uh, we're seeing a lot. I haven't looked at the appearance numbers lately, but we do see a lot of, of stamina and Yates in hand. And But that's, well, you know, that's what we're used to seeing from those guys. I mean, they're going to pitch 70 or 80 times during the season.
0: I, I did uh, I did actually do a note on that over uh, the weekend. Maybe it was the beginning of the weekend. And Adam Simber has been the guy that has saved those guys because I'm like, oh my gosh, what what's the rate that these guys are on? And they're actually on pace to do what they have done the for some of them the last several years. Hand Yates, um, Stammen's on pace to do what he did last year. Now they can't do what they did this last series, which is you know it's hand pitched twice, Yates three times. <clears throat> Stammon three times. Uh, Yates got up and down for the first time as in, you know he pitched an inning in a third. Uh, can't keep doing that. So again, little tangent there on uh, would like to see something out of the uh, continue for the starters. and tonight, though, look, what he's gonna tell Robbie Erlen is if you give me three or four strong innings, we're set, man. That's what he's gonna tell Robbie Erlen.
1: All right. now what else did you see this weekend that you liked out of uh, out of well, out of the the games in Pittsburgh?
0: Obviously, yesterday Travis Jankowski was zero for five, and I'm writing about him. You'll have that story in a few hours, Shay. And and uh, but you know what? What he uh, other than yesterday, what he's done every time is he's followed a bad at bat with a good at bat, you know, or a a, an unproductive at bat. Because not every not every unproductive at bat is a bad at bat. But he is like just like a new player now, and my story will be about. Why that is, and it's it's basically knowing who he is. He's you know he's not Francie Cordero, okay. He's not launching balls, uh, you know, 500 feet, uh, which. Frankie Cordero isn't doing it anymore either, but um, you know Travis found who he is. He stopped trying to be who he wasn't, and so we'll see if that continues. And I, I just find it every at bat that he gets up, it's like, okay, will this will this be a spark? And say for yesterday, he was doing that two or three times a game. So I I've, I've been fascinated uh, and it's been very enjoyable to watch that little old school leadoff hitter.
1: Right, um, right. We saw Christian Villanueva. You know, Yes. Get a couple home runs off right-handed pitchers. It's probably I too soon to say you. we be- too right. soon to say we're going to believe in this. But uh, again, it, it's something that happened, and and uh, you have to give him credit for that, and see if it's something that can be sustainable over a full season.
0: And I couldn't tell you what Christian Villanueva was doing wrong, or if he just is always not going to hit right-handers uh, well. Um, but I will say that the kid, I've always suspected it that he's got a really good head on his shoulders. And I think he's shown that in May, you know, uh, that, that he, it got a little much for him, all the attention, everything, including going to Mexico. Um, and you could see it. And then you saw it in the last couple weeks. And, and yesterday was the first time that I'd actually had any sort of extended like interview, uh, with him and, and, and he confirmed it again. So look, we'll have to wait and see, but that was, that was good. Andy green, put him in two days against righties. They'd gone, uh, five or six days without f- facing a lefty. So Christian being Nueva we have Nueva needed to play. Um, other than that day, it's kind of status uh, quo. I mean, we don't need to get deep into AJ Ellis, uh, the 37 year old having the best stretch of his career. Uh, we don't need to get an Eric Hosmer doing what he does. Uh, it, it's really, uh, the things that we've touched on, Jay, that's it, man. We've said it all on the hot lava podcast
1: <laughs> already. It's only May 20 something. And we're, you're, we're already out of, uh, we're already out of things, but um, no, we're not out. No, it I know. Turned, I'm just we, we've said it. You know I do we're, think we're there's, doing? I, and you know, in terms of what we like and and what we didn't like, I think you know Manny Margot is still struggling. Mm. Uh, how much of it is now a result of his injury? Don't know, but and you know, batting averages and everything, but hitting 194 is not going to be good most uh, most <laughs> of the time. It's going to be tough to make up for for that sort of batting average. Well, the even, last even by two getting days. On base. days.
0: The last two days, at least once a game, a play that I absolutely expected Manuel Margot to make, he didn't make. Um, and, and Andy Green confirmed that, you know, uh, either yesterday, though he thought that the wind fooled, and looked the wind was really, really tough there. Um, he thought the wind fooled Manny Margot, but, you know, it's major leagues. You make that play going back to the wall. Uh, another one he just simply misplayed. I, I Very interesting because... His defense uh, sort of, (laughs) you know, look, his defense is why they'll accept him hitting 250.
1: Right, right. And I wondered about that watching the game because it did seem, and and I, look, I'll admit, I'm a guy that thinks it is the major leagues. Most of these plays should be made. (laughs) There aren't enough errors given. We can get into that anytime we want. (laughs) There were at least a couple yesterday the Padres didn't get charged with just because of baseball's... Ridiculous scoring rules. But I think Margot has missed a couple balls where you think, you know, a, a good major league uh-huh. center fielder and a guy that's supposed to be a really good center fielder like him, you would think those were the kind of balls he should catch. I, I don't know. There's probably a way to look this up on StatCast. He seems to me to be better when he's running toward right field to make plays than he is when he's running either trying to go over okay. his head or to, toward left center field. But again, that just, that just sticks in my head like he seems to make more plays heading to his left than any other direction. So might be something to, uh, to keep an eye on. And, and you know maybe I'm just imagining that, but that having watched him now for the last couple of years, it, it does seem like he's more comfortable or just makes more plays when he's headed to his left.
0: Well, as I do with a lot of things that you point out, I will look into that and I will also keep an eye on it. That obviously is, it, hey, fielders uh, acknowledge that. It's something I've talked to a lot of outfielders because of the outfielders <laughs> they have. Uh, and they, you know, they're better going certain directions. And, and certainly, I guess Manny is probably not the best uh, going back. Um, he's fast, all that. And I want to say this about Manuel Margot. And again, just like with Christian Villanueva, where I was positive about it, yet I want to make sure that I'm clear. I'm not saying that he's going to be a star or even, a, you know, an everyday major leaguer. What I'm saying is there are signs that Christian Villanueva understands um, and, and has is figuring out on the fly how to deal with the pressure and with slumps and all that. And, and that's what it looks like to me. But we'll see. Well, I would say the exact opposite about Manuel Margot, who had big hopes for this year. Right. I would say he really appears to be struggling with all of that. And it seems to be weighing on him. So, but I would say, hey, he's young. These guys learn. Some guys learn quicker than others. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean, at this point, that's all you can do is just see how yep. it develops. And Villanueva didn't show any signs that he was getting it until he until all of a sudden he did. And There you go. Maybe it's the same with Margot, and maybe it takes him a little longer, and maybe he never gets it. I mean, I, you know, the Padres have to hope that's not the case. We talked before about they, they have a lot riding on him based on what they gave up mm-hmm. to get him. But maybe there comes a time and we're we're talking 2 weeks from now where you know Margo's in a stretch where he's hitting 400 and, and making every play that needs to be made in the outfield
0: um, there can't be uh, maybe hockey um, I don't think the NBA even though there's a lot of games where If people did a podcast like we do, Jay, where they said we'll just have to wait and see, as much as we do, but that's like the nature of baseball. How many times did we hear at the beginning of the season that Clayton Richard was just the worst? Should be DFA'd, was done, right? I mean, that's just (laughs) that's just baseball, this game of constant adjustments and learning.
1: Right, and that's we have have said that before. That (laughs) everything is about you know these days trying to do instant judgments, and not just in baseball. I mean, Jared Goff was the worst quarterback ever to come out of college uh you know since ryan leaf his rookie year and then look what happened last year when he had a little better player players around him and a lot better coaching so you right just the never danger know on what's going to happen now baseball is a little different yes. because it's an every single day guys <laughs> are out there and and if they're failing every single day which some of these guys do it's got to just wear on you mentally and 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 that's where you have to be able to deal with with the mental uh-huh. aspect of it as much as anything else. And if you do let it wear you down, then you end up where maybe you never recover from it. And I'm sure that's happened with guys.
0: I, I mean, I've, I've, the difference I've learned over the years uh, between a guy who's really super talented and, and uh, you know, had uh, 500 plate appearances in the majors and, and a guy who is maybe even not as talented or the same talent and had, you know, 15 years is, is in the head. A lot of times, man. So uh, we'll see. The Padres think they've got those kind of guys that uh, that can, you know, make, deal with it. But we'll right. see. Okay. okay. Well, we
1: accomplished a lot today, Kevin. We just decided. Well, we'll just wait and see on everything, right?
0: <laughs> I think somewhere in between all the will sees, we talked about some pretty good stuff. That but,
1: that's true. Um, and I am. We are looking forward to the Jankowski piece because he has been a completely different player uh, this year, and eager to uh, eager to read about that. And we will talk to you again on Friday when you're back on this side of the country.
0: Before the Dodgers series. All right. See you later. Thanks, Jay. This has been a production of the UT Podcast Network.